0: which means the higher interest rates go, the higher the money supply is going to go now, which means that it, higher interest rates are going to fuel consumer prices rather than suppress them, which is what we should see from now on until the endgame. Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi from The Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And As always, there's a lot going on this week, though it might not seem like it because we just had another smash down in the silver price because we had a whole huge beat in payrolls or something, Uh, ADP payrolls, I think it was, and everyone was like, wow, look at all the jobs, but there is an explanation for this, and the explanation is that money that was printed way back in 2020 is flooding back into the system, which is not... Going to be very good for inflation statistics as they calculate it, meaning consumer prices. We are rapidly approaching the moment where we have rising, rapidly rising interest rates and rapidly rising consumer prices because though the Keynesians don't want to admit it, raising interest rates over the medium to long term raises prices because it kills supply faster than it kills demand if you hold interest rates high for long enough, which is where we are at now. And though it might not seem like it, both gold and silver are in very good technical positions, and I'll explain why as we get through the slides. And the United Kingdom, the UK, as we lovingly call it, looks to be on the verge of some kind of major crisis because its bond yields, its guilt yields, to put it technically, are spiraling out of control. And this is why I believe that the UK will be the first Western developed country to experience hyperinflation In its domestic currency. Let's move on with this week's silver report. Brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mine, symbol FSM. Not much to report on the stock this week. The silver market has been quiet and so has FSM. We are still hanging around just right at the 50-week moving average, which is at 328. We are at 320, just below it. If we can bounce off of this line as support, it would be a good sign. We might marginally break it. We already have marginally broken it, but I don't expect silver to decline much longer from here. And the stock will, of course, follow silver as it always has and always will and always does. And the reason I don't expect silver to decline much longer or at all is that open interest has reached a 10-year low at about 115,000 contracts, and that will not get much lower. It means that all the shorts have covered and all the longs are out and they have given up, they have capitulated. Now there's only one way for the metal to move and that is up. Could there be another ephemeral smash? Yes, as we saw on the ADP payrolls report on Thursday as I'm recording this, but it's not gonna last long. Silver is headed higher, much sooner than you think. And we can move on with this week's silver report. So let's start out with the technical picture. It might not seem so bullish, we're all frustrated, We're in another downturn. It seems annoying. Why is it happening if the money is falling apart and the world seems to be coming apart at the seams, wherever the seams of the world are, I don't know, but it doesn't look good for humanity at this point. And we need money to take center stage in order to bring people back into balance because it is the money that is ruining everything. It is the poisoned money that is ruining society as it always has in the collapse of empires. But once money returns, we will return to sanity. It is not over for humanity and the WEF is not going to take over. Don't worry about that. So the technical picture, I want to start with gold here. What we're seeing actually is we have a support zone forming, a support zone forming at the old high of 1923. That was the high in 2011 before there was a silver movement, before there was silver screws, before Chris Marcus or me even existed in the silver world, or I don't know if he did. Or we had any consciousness of what was going on. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe Chris was more awake than I was 10, 12 years ago. But he can answer those questions for you. Anyway, what we're seeing here, 1923 here, you see that little red circle. That's the 2011, September 2011 high, when most of us were just waking up to what was going on. And we have tried to break that high. uh, We've come above it four times but we've never consistently traded above that high of 9.23. It's only been a few months at most that we traded above it. Here's one, here's two, here's three. There was just a few weeks and here's four. And each time we broke back below. But at this point, it looks like 1920s, 1910s is serving as support. It has never served as long-term support before. My point is that if 1923, if the old 2011 high is now support, We are headed a lot higher on the next rally, which I believe will head well above $2,100 in gold. And silver should start to catch up as monetary panic takes hold, as interest rates rise and consumer prices rise, both at the same time. And everyone starts to understand that central banks are bleeped. Moving to the technical picture in silver It is stronger than it might seem emotionally here. If we look at the blue line and the red line, which is the 50 and 200 week moving averages, respectively, the 50 week moving average is at $22.13. The 200 week moving average is almost the same at $22.24. And we are currently just below $23 uh 40 wherever that is i think we're a little bit low today because of silver smash on the adp report uh the payrolls report which came out higher than anyone expected because nobody expects anything that makes any sense anymore but uh we see here that this is a pretty strong technical position because look here when we had this really crazy overrun in the 2011 high at 50 dollars that was a bit too high too fast and we declined back here and we could not take the 50 week 50 week moving average we couldn't go above it and we went above it briefly but we stopped the 200 week moving average over here in 2016 and we just kept staying below these lines until uh you know the 2020 uh crazy printing all the insanity that happened in 2020 and then we were above it, we fell below it again and now we're coming at it from support Hopefully, these lines will not break this time. And if they break, it'll only be marginally and very temporary. But I think just like gold is finding support in 1923, I think finally silver is finding long-term support at the 50-week and 200-week moving averages simultaneously. And that should get a lot of algorithms trading with silver as it won't break these lines. Maybe it will marginally for a little bit. I can't say for sure, but it's looking good on a long-term perspective. So what's going on in potential financial crisis land? Well, we have two possible culprits for a trigger of the next global financial crisis. One of them is in commercial mortgage-backed securities, and the other, I think, is in the United Kingdom. We can go through these one at a time. The uh, commercial mortgage-backed security situation, CMBS has been declining precipitously since uh, the lockdown era when people decided they were just going to work at home and not go back to their offices because if you're gonna lock them out of their offices, they're not gonna come back to it. There's another, you know, thing that they never thought of. Geniuses. Uh, but anyway, we have here the beginning of 2023 when delinquency rates were about 1.6, 1.7%. They are now about 4.6%. This is the biggest six-month spike in delinquency rates in commercial mortgage-backed security, uh, mortgage-backed securities ever, including the decline from uh, mid-2008 until 2012, it looks like, when delinquency rates moved from close to zero to over 10%, about 10.5%. This rate of uh, climb in delinquency rates is even stronger than that one. So we are well on our way to something huge here. And who owns the CMBS? Who owns the commercial mortgage securities? It's not the Fed. It's actually regional banks. And this is why I believe regional banks have not recovered, despite the fact that the acute crisis, or at least the first round of it, appears to be over. You would expect that if the crisis is over, that the price would start to climb back up, but it hasn't yet. It looks here right at a potential death cross with the 50-day moving average moving below the 200-day moving average um, for the first time since I don't know when, because this is only a two or three, two and a half year chart, three year chart, whatever it is. It doesn't look good for the regional banks, and it's going to get a lot worse when the commercial mortgage-backed securities start to uh, lose all of their value because people are defaulting and not paying their commercial mortgages. Now, I wanted to go into this. um, Private sector companies added 497,000 jobs in June. More than double expectations, ADP says. Well, this is just amazing news, uh, but there is a reason behind it and it is because of high interest rates well how are high interest rates encouraging more uh, hiring well we'll get into that in a second but the bullet points here say first of all private sector jobs surged by 497,000 in June well ahead of the 267,000 gain in May and much better than the 220,000 estimate for this month so we more than doubled it uh now what was the uh sector that gained the most that was leisure and hospitality led with 232,000 new hires uh led by you know that's uh more than more than half of it so um yeah hospitality vacationing uh these are not uh permanent jobs doesn't seem they're not very uh robust jobs but i don't want to get too thick in the weeds too deep in the weeds here it's a job gain uh it was not expected but here is why it happened why now uh it's because of reverse repos baby So reverse repos are the leftover money that was printed in 2020 and 2021 that couldn't get into the banking system. The reason it couldn't get into the banking system because there was nowhere to put it that would have uh, led to the, uh, the gain of yield. So now there is a place to put it and it's being put into treasuries. Here on the top chart, we can look at reverse repos um, the daily number here, uh, this little uh, peak over here, I don't have it highlighted, but that's I memorized the number at this point. it's 2.254 trillion. We are now at eight 1.867 trillion the difference this is uh, right on May 31st when the auction started and here is July 5th the latest data we have 1867. That's a total of 387 billion dollars. Now this below is the amount of um, money, of dollars in the treasury's account at the new york fed their main bank account and it has gone up by 360 billion dollars in june this year so we have a fall of 387 billion in reverse repos and a gain of 360 billion in the treasury's account at the fed which means that what is funding these auctions well it was a mix of reverse repos and deposits the fed but right now It appears to be that all of this new Treasury issuance is being funded by reverse repos, which means all that money that was printed in twenty and twenty twenty and twenty twenty one and had no place to go now it has a place to go. Which probably means that the money supply has bottomed out for now and it is headed higher because of higher interest rates, which is giving a place for this new money that has never entered the bank system before place for it to go. Which means the higher interest rates go the higher the money supply is going to go now, which means that higher interest rates are going to fuel consumer prices rather than suppress them, which is what we should see from now on until the end game. Now, if we take a step back and analyze, what does this do for the dollar and for the treasury? Well, the Fed pays interest on all reserves, not on just reverse repos. The Fed is losing money because it pays interest on reverse repos and it's getting less interest in the bonds that it owns. So that's why it loses money every week now and those losses are sharpening. The fact that reverse repos are falling is not going to make the Fed lose less money because those dollars that are moving from reverse repos are going straight into deposits in the banking system and the interest rate that the that is paid on reverse repos is also paid on deposits. So the Fed loses the, about the same amount of money, it doesn't change much, but who loses more money? Well, the treasury, because they now have to pay interest on all the treasuries that they are selling and the Fed is going to have to pay the interest on the deposits that are being put in the bank accounts that buy are buying these treasuries. So the treasury is going to owe more money and the Fed is gonna owe about the same amount of money, which means both are going bankrupt even faster now. Now let's talk about the UK. Uh, a lot of movement in the UK gilt yields uh, on Thursday as I'm recording this, 16 basis points for the 10 year yield, or is this the two year yield? I'm not even sure what, oh, 10 year, yes. This is the 10 year yield up 16 basis points on Thursday. Uh, this is probably thanks also to the US ADP employment report numbers, whatever those mean. Uh, we have uh, passed, surpassed for the first time, the uh, the high, the crisis high. I think this candle over here, the high was 4.63. We are now at 4.655. And uh, this is going to cause the Bank of England to lose even more money because they're the ones who bought these bonds from the uh, retirement accounts who that were being liquidated in September and October because the uh, – the yields on these uh, securities were jumping really fast and they were losing their principal. so uh yeah we also see here on the 30-year guilt at the uk we're at major multi-decade 23-year uh resistance uh we see here from about 1999 to about 2010 uh the yield on the 30-year was about where it is now 4.6 4.4 whatever you know it zigzagged along there for about 12 years and now we're back there for the first time since uh, 2011. So if we break this on the UK 30-year uh, gilt, um, there's really no support or resistance, which are you're going, until we get to uh, about you know 6% or so over here. So yeah, UK gilts are headed a lot higher. And that is going also going to mess with their monetary system because they have a lot of reverse repos. The Bank of England has a lot of reverse repos in, in their monetary system that are going to come out because of these higher uh, interest rates and... They're also going to see higher interest rates and higher prices. It's the same story, except um, I think that the UK is uh, on a steeper gradient here and headed towards their own endgame. Uh, I don't think the pound has much time left before it completely implodes. Exactly how long? I don't know. A few months, a year, year and a half. It's not going to be long. They should be the first Western country to collapse monetarily, I think. And So there we have it, guys. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the monetary universe. Gold and silver, I think, are in the final phases of their intermediate decline. It should reverse in the next few days. It's imminent. I've seen it in the open interest numbers. I know the end of these declines can seem that they will never end. And the recent smash from the ADP numbers just seems like, oh, it's just another uh, another smash in an ongoing series of measures that will never end. But when you think it'll never end, that's specifically when it does end, because it always ends. It's going to end very soon and when it does i think gold will break through its all-time highs past 2100 and then you'll start to see people maybe start to panic a little bit and get their hands on some actual money for the entire system implodes this is Rafi, of the endgame investor we wish chris a great trip to africa and don't get any dengue fever take all your quinine, drink a lot of tonic water and all that other stuff and uh, stay safe and um, let us know uh, how the mining is going and bring us back some nice bricks of unrefined silver concentrate. I really, you know, maybe I want some of that. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Have a good week, everyone. God bless. And if you enjoyed this video, then sign up for a two-week free trial of the Endgame Investor. You can find a link in the description below and support Chris and Yara and Arcade Economics at the same time. Or become my Patreon and Patreon, you'll get a biblical commentary on monetary policy. And the two go together pretty well when you think about it.